Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, film enthusiasts and newcomers alike, prepare for a cinematic journey like no other. Grab some popcorn, dim the lights, because it's about time you watch this. Hello and welcome to another episode of It's About Time You Watch This. It's Chris. Josh. And Jody. And today we are traveling to another planet through space where no one can hear you scream as we do Aliens. You're going out there to destroy them. That's the plan. All right, I'm in. The first time she survived the most terrifying creature in the universe, she thought the nightmare was over. Something under the floor. It hadn't even begun. Coming straight for inside the room. Sigourney Weaver, Aliens, the new movie. This time, it's war. I'm very excited for this movie. This is probably in my top ten of movies. I'm happy that you were excited. I saw it was over two hours long and I was not excited. Oh, <laughs> see, I don't know why you keep getting frustrated with that because by now surely <laughs> you realise that 90% of movies are over two hours. Yes, and if they're over two hours, they've already turned me off. But like The Dark Knight, though. Yeah, that oh, was... on that, we've just watched The Dark Knight Rises. Ah. Finally, we did, we did say after yeah. we did The Dark Knight that we were going to watch The Dark Knight Rises straight away. We finally got around to watching it. Yep. I put it on Jordy was like... Two and a half hours. Oh, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> she sat there and watched the whole thing. I e- tried to. Even with Ali running around being crazy, she, she still watched nuts. it. Right. I wanted there to you watch go. it. She kept wanting to play with me. And I was like, go away. I'm watching my movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which surprised me. So that might be an episode itself down the track because it'd be interesting to see her thoughts on that because that's not one of my top rated movies. So, mm. But yes, over two hours. Yes. So Long you movie. Weren't impressed with that. Obviously, now this is a sequel. Making you watch a sequel without having seen the first one, Geordie. But in saying this, which is stupid, I think I've seen the first one. Oh, really? I think I've seen bits of the first one because I remember, like, I remember the chick, Ripley. Is that yep. her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I remember her and I remember them going there and the aliens were in there, but they were just like weird little alien heads, not like these big things. And they come I, out of like. Do you mean the face huggers? I, yeah. I, no, I think she may but have that's seen. Not the, I reckon no? she's seen Have Alien I seen something Resurrection. Else? I reckon oh you. I reckon you've seen number four. And one of them, like the alien, comes out of their. Belly? That 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 happens in every movie. Oh, okay. um, but well, I re- I've seen one of them. Just because she's describing bits. all the little heads and stuff, I'm thinking of the cloning scene in Alien Resurrection. I reckon she's seen number four. Maybe. I watched I Alien know. Resurrection, and then got it out of my brain as quickly as possible. Oh. So I can't. Again, I've, still, I've got a soft spot for that one. Okay, a little bit. Either I've way, got a soft I knew Ripley. So you knew the character at least. Yeah. So in the first movie, it's one alien. Basically, it's a very suspenseful sort of horror movie because it's okay. one alien chasing and killing the crew, and it's just her that survives. This one, and obviously, cat. and the cat, and the cat, yeah. Jonesy. This <laughs> one ups the ante because there is a lots lot. of aliens. Mm. It's not just alien; it's aliens. Yep. There's more yep. than one this time, and that's you know, in movie history, how do you go bigger? <laughs> let's just do more. <laughs> yeah, the plural. <laughs> let's let's add an S on the end. So it opens up. There's the, the space, space probe that's investigating the planet, LV-426, where the crew discovers a derelict spaceship and encounters the facehuggers, mm-hmm. which results in the death of two crew members. Now, Ripley is the sole survivor of the Nostromo incident from the first film. She's awakened from hypersleep yep. and recruited to the company of Marines to investigate the situation on that planet. Because mm. they're like, yeah. she, she's you, dealt with this thing this. before. But they also still sound like they don't believe it. They're like, it's not a thing. Surely, you're crazy. You're nuts. True. Bef- <laughs> <laughs> but before we move past this, there's one 
tiny detail. Yes. I love the little details. You are oh, all very the detailed. Little details in the, in the in the first movie. I can't remember exactly how she uses it, but there's a gun that she uses to. St- it's like jammed against the door mm. to stop the door from either closing or opening. Yep. That gun is still sitting there in this movie uh, at the start. It's in the shot for three seconds, but wow. the fact that because the first movie was 1979. This was '86. That someone that's still remembered that little detail and yeah. plopped it into the start look, of this movie. Cool. These, these movies are James Cameron movies, mm. who obviously did Titanic, yep. Avatar. Well, he only did, he only did this one. This one, I think, yeah. But he's known for that that detail, that attention to detail. So that that was always going to be, I think, something probably top of his mind to Put know, the make sure that it will not just that, but just to yeah. make sure all that sort of stuff lines up. And, and especially a, now when you go back and we see, you know, we've seen, we'll get into the sequels later on, but mm. prequels as well. Oh, yeah. How these tried to tie all that in together. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's it's very interesting, the whole thing. So so she reluctantly agrees and joins the Marines, uh, led by the confident but reckless Lieutenant Gorman, along with the toughest nail Corporal Hicks and the wisecracking Private Hudson, the android Bishop, and a few others as well mm-hmm. that yeah. remain almost nameless because, let's be honest, they, they're, they're cannon they're fodder. Not, they're food. Yeah. They're not yeah. dying. They're there, for, they're there for a reason. That reason is to be murdered. Mm-hmm. Straight into this, Hicks, Corporal Hicks. Did you recognise him from any other movies? No. Again? I didn't make a note of it, so no. Really? Oh, this no. surprises me because it's from one of your top rated movies. One that the actors from these movies came to keep popping up in movies mm-hmm. we do. Weird. Hicks Who? was the lead. He was Bill in Twister. What? No. Bill Paxton. Yes. Yeah. I thought you yeah, might nah, have picked up on that. Didn't pick that one. Josh Sorry, no, 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 ignore oh. me. I'm just connecting dots. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I thought you might have picked up on that one. No, I'm surprised I didn't, though. Game that over, one man. I should have. Game over. Again, I just love this movie. So they arrive on the planet, and the colony's been completely deserted. Yep. Signs of a struggle, though. They do find one survivor, which is the traumatized little girl, Newt. She's been hiding in the ventilation system. Now, this is where I got a little bit worried with you watching this movie. Yep. Because we know what you're like with kids in movies since okay. becoming a parent. And I was like, oh, I, I know how it all plays out, but you don't. And I was no. like, I can imagine you being heightened once you realise that there was a child in play. Yep, absolutely. Um, I did write a lot of notes about Newt because I loved Newt. But, yeah, love that. But whew. Sorry, Josh has just pointed something out. I have stuffed up. Ooh. I have to do a backtrack here. <gasps> Go on. Because Bill Paxton was actually... Hudson, he Not wasn't Hicks. Hicks, uh, Hicks was another, I can't remember Michael Bean, who's another very famous actor yeah. who was in Terminator, and we'll get to that down the track. Yeah. But sorry, yes, Good I got, catch up, I got Josh. A, yes, yes. <laughs> he's the facts man. That's what he's here this for. Is what, like, yeah. what we keep him around for, like, he's just good with the facts. Like, but yes, no, I did freak out with Newt because I, I was thought like, you okay, might. Here's have. a child. Here we go. Mm. But I loved Ripley with Newt. And yes. that relationship, love that. And that's where I don't know. Just trying to think, it's really divulge too much in the movie about her daughter. So there's there's that's that's the thing. There are two there are two different versions of this film. There was the theatrical one, but then there was the director's cut version. And in the director's cut version, we spend more time at the start once she's been brought onto the ship and she gets explained to her that she's been in asleep for fifty seven years and all that kind of stuff. And in that time She's had a daughter, da- and her daughter is her daughter's like grown up. 75 or something, so oh, she's missed her yeah. daughter's entire Completely life. She's grown it. up and has passed away. Wow. And so then 
after learning that and then finding Newt, it changes because it's not in the story anymore, but it still brings across the yeah. feeling of like, I need to now redeem myself, yes. so I'm going to do that's it what through. I mean. Everything that's through what I think this. That w- had that have been part of the initial cut, I think it would have given the movie a whole lot more gravity. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And that's, I can't remember any of the, I think the only other change I can remember is the movie opens with the killing of Newt's family. We actually, we see them on the planet. They're in a little car driving around and then they get attacked and they die and Newt escapes. But I'm happy they like left that out of the theatrical. But I reckon they, the one part I would have included was the part where Ripley learns that she has had a daughter. Yeah, because it does just strengthens that relationship between her and Newt throughout this movie. And it it, it makes you realise why she's going to such lengths to try and save and protect her. Yeah. So they start investigating and they come across the nest of xenomorphs, the aliens. And this is where I think if you're going into this movie after seeing Alien... Oh, my God. Like, because Alien obviously was one automatically go, oh, my God, they've upped the ante here. Like, it's a nest of these creatures, not I, just one. Yeah. I remember after what... Because I love the first one. The yeah. first one's so good. <laughs> I've seen it the most out of any of them. And then when I turned on the second one, I watched it for the first time with one of my brothers. And I was like, oh, okay, what's going to happen? And then immediately you just get hit with, like, three at once. And I'm like, one what? killed off an entire yeah. team and took so long. But then at the same time in this movie, like, Ripley just, like, offs one, like, quite and quickly. It, and it it's like, yeah. bit, and that was actually, uh, <laughs> there was a few scenes like that where, yeah, especially towards the end, and we'll get there, but she does off them just with one or two bullets. And I was like, the first one would have been a far shorter movie then. But given the circumstances of the first one, though, the alien was running around here, there, yeah. and everywhere, and it was more claustrophobic, and she was limited with the resources yes, she true. had. This is true. Mm. This is true. The so, big thing that made it, like, really real for me is when they said you can't use the guns or whatever it was that they couldn't shoot them because then the planet would blow yeah. up. Oh, yep, yep. So I was like, ooh, it's going to go down. They I mean. can't mm. use this. So they have a, a big battle with the Xenomorphs. Uh, several of the Marines killed. Yep. The survivors retreat, and that's when Ripley discovers that Burke, who's the company representative, had ordered the colonists to investigate the spaceship and bring back alien specimens for research. I hate yep. this, man. Yep. I hated them in this and Stranger Things. <laughs> and see, I'm conflicted here because he was also in a 90s TV show called Mad About You. Yep. With another Twister link, he was in that with Helen Hunt from Twister. <gasps> and they played a married couple in Mad About You. If you haven't seen Mad there About you, you, I'm not sure if it's on a streaming service. It would have to be. If it is, try, we'll, if I can find it, I'll put it in the notes for the show so people can find it because it's it's a really cracking '90s sitcom. <laughs> it's really good, but it was a it was a husband and wife comedy half hour sitcom type thing. Yeah. So it's a very different character he plays in a lot of these other movies that he's done this and as you said, Stranger Things as well, where he is this sort of evil antagonist. Almost. Yeah. He yeah. get he gets a little bit more better throughout Stranger Things, but coming because you know of what he did in this movie, you yeah. see him. Yeah, I saw him in I saw him in that and I was I, like, oh, I don't I like do. you though. So I don't know how you'd go watching Man About You. Yeah. Because it um, is a comedy, but. One thing that was really frustrating me at this point was they were doing the view from like from the dodgy cameras and that's mm. all you could see. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. Why are you using the stupid cameras? <laughs> and it was really annoying. <laughs> so she confronts him about the plan to smuggle the alien embryos back to Earth. And then the remaining Marines, along with Ripley and Bishop, fortify the position in the colony's operation centre, trying to find a way to call out, but they realise that the facility's power source is going to explode in a matter of hours. Yeah. So what do they do? They've got to try and escape. Mm-hmm. But they're also being hunted now by 
all these xenomorphs that, that are, yeah. <sighs> so it's many. Not just can we, two or can three we also now. talk about everywhere. the graphics of them? Oh, those graphics are a thing, aren't they? What do you mean? What do you mean? The aliens. Yeah. Fucking stupid. Oh, you mean the way they look? Yeah. The way oh, <laughs> like okay. the, the design of the them? The design of them, I think, more so. Graphics like, is oh. talking about like I was going to say because this like is so, so practical with yeah. most of it with the Sorry, effects. I can't wait to talk like. about it. We'll do it. Keep yeah, going we'll through the run through but I'll you talk about it. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> really? That's yeah. I thought they were stupid and weird. And I really? Was like, yeah. Well, they're, they're That's interesting. They're aliens. It's not supposed to be weird looking. No, I was picturing like Simpsons, Mr. Burns when he glows. What? Happy alien. I bring you peace. Slightly different movie. Yeah. <laughs> just, nah. a just a little bit. I preferred Mr. Burns Aliens. Now, this takes us up to a part that actually really, it's a, a point in this movie that I don't really like. Oh, okay. It's when Newt is captured by the Xenomorphs. Yeah. Not and okay. they bounce. No, not because of that. Why did they capture her? Why didn't they just kill her like they kill everybody else? That is, a, I was thinking that as well when like, I was why, watching like, it. She's mm, no different to she's any no other different human. no different to any other human. But they just keep her around because the and plot it's a con- demands it's not it like to. they're like smart enough to go, oh, we're going to lure them into a trap here. Like, no, it's, did they need anything from them? Like, no, because, no, they're like, just there's, there's no reason that she was left alive and apart on the from wall. the fact to take her to use her as a host, which is what we see. She's stuck to the wall to yeah, be maybe. a host for more, but maybe that's the main reason. But then again, so if young, do, it's not adults, but if they're, if they're taking her to be a host, why are they not taking all the others. Why are they just killing the others rather than... Because she's a kid, so she can grow up and continue to be honest. No, that... No, it doesn't they, work that way. Once they burst through no. your chest, that's... That's it, you're done. Eat your insides and, and burst because, your chest. And because, like, yeah. done. if we go off the plot point from the start of the movie, that isn't in this version of the movie, mm. yeah. they kill Newt's brother, who's... He's uh, a bit older, but, but still, still it's like... Child. they've They killed him straight away, yeah, so why like not Newt? Yeah, and yeah, again, yeah. like, yeah, killed her family. Like, why not keep them as hosts? Like, True. it's... Yeah, that's that was random. that's it's sort of a plot point because they do then obviously mount a mission to go and rescue her because mm-hmm. and again had we've seen that stuff from the director's cut where you understand why Ripley wants to go and rescue her yeah because yeah. in this cut of the film you're sort of like why is she so intent on it yeah it's a child and you, know, you get that but why is she so intent on rescuing this kid when she's just yeah. let everybody else die yeah, yeah. like that it sort of loses it a little bit then so they go into the hive. The hive. Gross. And we see Hudson and Vasquez, they sacrifice themselves to save the others. They blow themselves up. Yeah, with the grenade. Coming as they're going through the vents, mm-hmm. which does give it a bit more of that vibe from the first one, that sort of enclosed space when they're climbing through the vents. But even then, the vents yeah. are a lot wider and bigger. Oh, the, the one vent that uh, Bishop is back a bit in the film mm. when he goes off to the satellite or wherever he is and oh, they cut the right. hole in the thing and he's like like <gasps> just yes. barely crawling yeah. through that little pipe. I'm like, oh, that's so claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah that's not you. okay. Right. <laughs> uh-uh. Ripley, Hicks and Newt reunite. They make their way back to the operation centre, find Bishop badly damaged. They oh. escape ju- <laughs> badly. <laughs> badly damaged? <laughs> oh, missing the bottom half. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that doesn't happen. No, that yet. hasn't happened yet. No, wait, no yeah. sorry. Okay. Well, in my notes, I've sort of skipped over that, I think. But, yeah, they do, when they go into the hive to rescue Newt, they find the alien queen. Yeah. <sighs> that big Which, disgusting thing. Having wow. Seen, there's a making of this movie on Netflix. There's a, uh, the, it's a bit, uh, no, uh, not so much. TV should watch this. Yeah, That's the, what the, we are. The, movie, the movies that the made movies us. The movies that made us. And they sort of go into how the movie, you know, obviously the special effects and stuff are done. The original test for was the Queen was like garbage bags. Garbage bags. Like it was really? a big puppet with garbage bags. <laughs> the same guys that did the stuff that ended up being used for Jurassic Park down the track. Yeah. 
but that was just like a big skeleton that they originally covered in garbage bags. Yeah. Weird. Um, it looked really funny. Oh, if you haven't seen it, go go look at it. It's definitely worth a look. That series as a whole is very good on Netflix. Definitely worth a look. They did one on Back to the Future. It makes me happy. Yeah, same. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, it is a whole new level of movie monster because up until that point, really, the only other movie monsters in cinema, really, to this degree, was Jaws. Well... Like yeah, King Kong and Godzilla and stuff, but and like you've got I mean, the like, Universal Draculas and but even but to this degree of massive movie monster, like, this is like creature. That's what I mean, like the creature, creature stuff. Yeah, mm. um, this and Jaws, really, and Jaws you don't really see, no. like apart from the occasional bits where he yeah. comes out of the water and you can tell it's a giant robot. This is the first really, I think, from my from my experience at least, the first mm. movie monster creature that I ever saw that went. Oh, okay. that looks realistic. And t- as a kid, obviously, yeah, so yeah. Is, yeah, probably watches a little bit too young when I was a kid. But, <laughs> but it was scary. Like it was mm-hmm. terrifying because yeah. it was so well done. Oh yeah, and practical effects. Again, there was a little bit of CG, but mostly practical effects. That's that was like half of my notes. And like, <laughs> I'll, I'll while, yeah, go through while it, you go. guys continue talking, I'll try and go back in things that we've missed. But the majority of it is just how practical this movie yeah. is because it makes it so much more real. Every t- every time I've said this so far, you're able to make something of that size, of that scale, and your actors can actually look up at that thing and be petrified of it because it's real and yeah. it's there looking at you dead in the eye. Even yeah. when the, the aliens are climbing through the vents. like They're you there. Can, you can tell that it's people in like suits. In suits but, yeah. but you can tell that it's real. Mm. Like it's yeah. not computer animated and that's no. probably the one thing that you know we touched on alien resurrection was alien number four earlier mm-hmm. that was 1997 when cg was becoming a big thing in movies yeah and it was really cg dominated and i think that's why i have a soft spot for it as i said but it, it does lose it a little bit because the practical effects just aren't there mm. and like so much time and effort goes into making every little thing yeah that like uh, switches on like a board or the outside of like the Sulaco, the ship, for example, just the Sulaco itself. Yeah. Like nowadays that would have been an easy, like just model that been one guy working from home on his final cut pro that put that all together. But that like, in this, it's an actual physical model, yeah. which lends it to being real because it is a real thing yeah. that someone afterwards would be, or picked up and taken home. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And then, like, say, for an example, like, the face huggers as well. Like yeah, You can ha- tell that it's not CG. You like, can tell it's not. It's puppetry, and it's puppetry at its finest. Oh, it's, I'm surprised that, like, it's on the same wavelengths as all of the stuff that Jim Henson's done. Oh, 100%. Easy. And it's Stan Winston who does the creature effects for this yeah. and did Jaws and did Jurassic Park. Did and the Terminator. Stan- Terminator. Stan Winston was a god. Like, he, he still is. Wow. Um, <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to beat him. No, never, because the, the work he did, and even now, like, you know, I know the Jurassic Park movies, oh, we want to lean more into practical effects, but they still relied heavily on CG. There's yeah. not been a movie, I think, in the last 25 years at least that has gone full full practical. Full practical. Like there, there'd be one or two maybe, and I'm happy to be proven wrong Ooh. in the comments. Ooh. Oh, not mm, little parts of it wouldn't have been, but Guillermo del Toro's, um, Pinocchio, that okay. was all stop motion. Yeah, well, Majority true. of that was stop motion. So. Um, Guillermo del Toro is famous for even um, Pan's Labyrinth and stuff. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of practical effects and that. But yeah, the, the I'm Stan still Winston. here. <laughs> <Are you laughs> just, just so you know. <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's get back into the actual. So they escape from the Queen. Mm-hmm. Well, Newt and 
Ripley are running from the queen. Uh, can we also just bypass here and say Ripley is a friggin' badass. Oh, yeah. How and this is why is I she? thought, I know you're not I a real sci fi fan or anything, but that's why I thought you would love this movie because. Yep. When she's going in with the guns, ready to go, going down the elevator, like she's like, I'm. She's I'm made ready. a makeshift garden yes. out of all the different pieces. Oh, Question. I love her. And I should have asked this at the very start Ripley. Yeah. Did you recognize her from anything else? Oh, yeah. No, because all I knew is that I'd seen her and I was like, I've seen her in Alien. Like, I've seen her as this character before and that's all I thought about. She's been in another movie that we've done on this podcast. Um, I'm going to say Purple Rain. <laughs> like the chick off Purple Rain. No. Uh, uh, no. 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 I would have liked to have seen Sigourney Weaver <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would have been a different movie. Uh, Definitely. Uh, no, she's in Ghostbusters. She's, she's the, the female. She's. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No. Couldn't remember. Wouldn't have. Oh. Wouldn't have picked it. <laughs> but I love her. She's awesome. So they're escaping. Mm-hmm. The place yep. is blowing up around them. Again, more practical effects, which more I love. More practical. Yep. And just when you think everything's done, no, no. Just when you think they're oh. done, because they're, she thinks Bishop's taken off in the ship. She's standing there. Everything's blowing up around them. The alien uh, queen is coming up the now. Elevator. That's right. I hate to nitpick, but I got a nitpick. It was oh. the one moment of the film where I'm like. That doesn't work for me. The it's alien queen using the elevator, which is like, ding, I'll just wait here for the elevator. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, going up. it's like how? Well, actually, I have two parts. We'll get to <laughs> we'll get to the next part. It comes okay. right after comes that. Right. But it's like, it's like in the scene from Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom where they're all hiding in the elevator and the Indoraptor oh. just accidentally whacks the um, controls the for the elevator again. and it opens uh-huh. and it's like, oh, humans, yum. Yeah, yum. <laughs> and it's like, but how does a queen, like, the aliens... Like, that are, wasn't an accident. She knew to press that knew. button. She was looking at the thing like level 59, please. Yeah. And then went yes. up. Yes. So. Yeah, because okay, it's not just fair. a one level, two level thing, you would assume. Yep. And so, like, how does she know what level... The Ripley went off to, yep. like, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Does she okay. have fingers? Does she have claws? Yeah, yeah she's, she's got, got fingers. Like, she, pressing the button's not the issue here. It's the cognitive thought to know to what win. level to go and to. And also how she fi- I mean, they they did show her fully in there, but, like, there's n- not much room for her to no, get in there. In it's <laughs> very small. Well, this is true. So just as we think it's all over, Bishop <laughs> comes back with the ship, comes down, Ripley runs up, throws Newt in, they jump in, they take off. Mm-hmm. Place, the planet blows up. Boom. Boom. End of the movie. Credit for all. No. No. Not. Because just when we think that's happened. My second problem happens. <laughs> <laughs> and the alien queen comes out of the ship. She's stowed away in the landing gear. Yeah. Which is like, how did they, they would have felt that. Yeah. Surely there'd be pressure sense, like weight there'd sensors something. on that spaceship. There'd be something the or other. And because you see as they're taking off. You see all angles and sides I mean. of like the ship, and it's like yeah, where nothing. and when in this time frame did the queen get onto the ship? But the reveal of that—it's cool when the queen kills Bishop mm. with the tail going through, lifting up, and then rips him in half. Brutal yeah. is brutal, but is so cool, so cool. Yeah, Ripley runs off, mm-hmm. which you know, as you do, Newt's hiding, <laughs> and the alien queen's chasing Newt. Yeah. Yep. And is doing Ripley, a very bad job at it. Ripley yeah. goes and finds that exoskeleton. Uh, the which leads to one of the, the coolest part of the movie. Where, with cool. the, the iconic line of the, get away from her, you bitch. <laughs> yes. And the epic fight scene. And once again, all practical. Practical. Yeah. Which is insane. Which then leads us to the part that I thought was going to be the issue you had. 
was when they get get into the (laughs) airlock. It's also a little minor one too. And Ripley manages to get out of the exosuit. She's got the the queen trapped. She hits the button. Mm -hmm. And the airlock opens and it's sucking everything out into the vacuum of space. And she's holding on just by her elbow. That would have ripped her arm clean off. Funny you say that. There's a YouTube channel that I watch called How It Should Have Ended. And it's a cartoon... It's show and they go, the th- yes. they go through the movies yes. and they g- give their take on what should have mm. happened if it yes. was like really realistic. It's one of my favorite YouTube channels as and well. And in that part of the movie, she's holding it and yeah. Bishop says something like, how are you holding all of that weight with your arm? And she's like, I'm not. And then her arm snaps. <laughs> and goes out but that's like yeah. legit goes through my mind every time I watch it. I'm yeah. like, unreal. Again, we're watching a movie about aliens and androids. Yeah. But that's yeah. where I go, mm, unrealistic, a bit too far. Obviously, Bishop saves Newt. Yep. Half of Bishop saves Newt, I should say. <laughs> that effect is, once again, just so cool. And then all's well, it ends well. They put Bishop and, is it Hicks? Hicks. Go into hypersleep. Because he had been injured He'd at been this injured, point. Yeah. I can't remember how. Earlier. Oh, because of the acid. Um, the he's acid. shooting the alien and the acid gets him That's in the right. face. Mm. That's right. Um, she puts Newt into sleep, jumps into hypersleep herself. Goes to bed. Goes to bed. Mm-hmm. How, um, no, I won't even talk about that. No, no. <laughs> no, it's just what happens in the next one. Well, that's what I was about to get into. But then if we we're going to do that in the future, I don't, I don't, I wanna, don't think we will. We don't, okay. uh, I'm going to say no. Oh, so no go. from me. Okay. So, so the next one is a very, very different film. Yeah. Different director, different stakes. So basically, Same character. It, it like has Ripley same, still, ri- still Ripley. It had yeah. the most problematic... Opening. It's got, it's got, well, not Problemat- that, but just production. Yeah, production wise. It's it actually was... a really fascinating story behind the production of the movie. But yeah. the plot of it is basically the ship they're on crash lands on a prison planet. Yeah. And Ripley's the only survivor. Oh, So inst- instantly you lose Newt, you lose the cat, you lose. Which is Bishop. so okay. sad because it's a whole movie of setup. Just and wasted. Just, and then yeah, it's just gone. Yeah. It's and, all and the nothing. plot, yeah, the plot of it's problematic as well. It's yeah. It's, a, it's a, like this a, movie has two cuts. That one has like five. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's just it's a really odd movie. And then you go into Alien Four, which was made ten years later or nineteen ninety seven. Seven. So I think yeah. I think Alien Three was ninety three. I think ninety two, ninety three, and then yeah. and then Resurrection was ninety seven. And it's about Ripley being cloned, and it's got one owner writer in it, and it's. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> Again, it's a very all over the. I, I have a soft spot for it because it was one of the first ones I'd seen. Uh, yep. Because that came out when I was 11, 10. Again, probably shouldn't have been watching it at that age. No, but. But it, so I've got a bit of a soft spot for that one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's not a great movie. No. Whatsoever. So, the weakest. Very much so. So into some of my notes. So Sigourney Weaver, obviously, back as Alan Ripley, she got an Academy Award nomination for Best yes. Actress, which is a Ooh. very. Rare thing to happen really for rare. a horror film like this. Go her. But deserve it. Like she's Amazing. incredible in this film. Question. Yes. I said we were going to talk about it and we haven't yet. Yes. Where where do you sit it? Do you sit this at horror over action or action over horror? Because me personally, it's action. The first one was a the lot more. The first one's pure horror. horror. Yeah. It, I would say probably action over horror. Okay. Like the aliens folder in my movie folder. Sort of tends to live in the horror section. The whole thing, is, as a general, I'd say, is horror. As a, as a yeah. movie series, it's probably a horror, but this movie probably leans more towards action because yeah. of the Marines and the gunfights and the mm. multitude of aliens, I guess. James Cameron wrote the screenplay for this in three and a half weeks. Wow. 
literally sat down and went, and that's where yeah, he sort of expanded the scope of it, transforming it from a horror movie into an action-packed sci-fi thriller. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what it is. More, probably more of a sci-fi action film than yeah. a horror. Yeah. It was the first one was, it was sci-fi horror. Yeah. Like it was a horror movie. So obviously we've got a lot more aliens. Uh, the creation, as we said, of the alien queen was a major technical achievement. Oh, yeah. Um, with that puppetry and even a little bit of stop-motion animation. And then you can yes, see a little bit of that. You can. Which is, it sort of takes you out a little bit when you see it. There's a little bit of stop-motion that you see and you go, oh, it doesn't date well. One of the um, the yellow suit things that yep. they use in the background when it's first introduced, there's some guy in the back and I think that one was stop-motion. I was looking at him like, that's mm-hmm. not, that one's not. Yeah, no, nah, it's not. Yeah. So Newt was played by Carrie Henn. That was her only acting role. And she was chosen from a pool of school children in England to star in it. Oh, that's kind of cool. the only acting role she ever did. Yeah. The visual effects team, as we said, this movie's got incredible visual effects. Amazing. Uh, they also won an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects. Thank God. And the film score, which was composed by James Horner, is highly regarded and is often cited as one of the most memorable and influential scores in science fiction cinema. So he incorporated elements of the original Alien score by Jerry Goldsmith, creating a blend of suspense and action. Which I agree with. The only cinema score I think that is better in movies mm-hmm. is Jurassic Park. Yeah, that one's up there. I honest, honestly, one of the, if we had to talk about parts of the film that I didn't think about too mm-hmm. much was actually the music. I wasn't yeah. paying well, it's probably not, too much attention. I think that's to probably it. what makes it such a good score is the fact that it doesn't overpower you. Yeah. That makes sense. Like you're not drawn out of the movie because all of a sudden there's super let like Jurassic Park prime example of that is when you first hear Welcome to Jurassic Park and that score comes uh-huh. up. It is uh-huh. such an influential part of the movie. Whereas this one is so subtle and works so well into the movie you don't you notice don't it. Yeah. I think that's probably part of what makes it so good. The film was critical and commercial success, grossed over hundred and eighty million dollars worldwide. The budget is only eighteen point five million dollars. It was pretty wow. low. Wow. It's a low budget for considering very low. Do you the think amount the, of stuff they got done, everything. what they got done and how they did it, absolutely incredible. But there's uh, also no real, like, you know, when we're talking about movies and saying our A-list actors and they have so many of them that are going to, you have to pay them so much. Are any of these actors really like A-list from their time? Sigourney Weaver was probably the only one that was, and that was only off, coming off the original Alien. Yeah, I know there so was it's a, not like... Oh, Ghostbusters had and, happened at that point too. Yeah, so that's what she so was probably... she was probably it. There was, there was issues with her being cast in this, and I don't have the details in front of me, yeah. but I know that the studio didn't want her because they didn't want to pay her, and there was all sorts of things, and James Cameron had to basically... He basically just offered her the role. Oh, and then, she had a thing where... Something to do with what she got paid or It was also, she doesn't, go figure, she doesn't like the idea of guns. And she one of her pitches was that she'd come back if no guns were used. Yeah. And they were like, well, hold on. (laughs) That's kind of a bit hard, which also plays on the plot point. Yeah, you can't can't use the guns. They can't use the, and I think they put that in there because of what she was talking about. I could be wrong. And I think even then, like you find that the pulse rifles and stuff they use, they don't, not a single human has a gun turned on them. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like there's yeah, no, it's all to- it's directly towards to the, the creatures. Yeah. So I guess maybe that's maybe a way they got a, I don't know, but who knows? I know there was a lot of backstory. And again, um, there, there's, there's so many more notes that we could go into on this movie because it is such a technical achievement. That documentary on Netflix. Um, so good. So good. Definitely worth a watch. All right, Josh, out of 10. Out of 10. What would you rate this film? I love this movie. This movie would be in like my top 20. Which yeah, it's in my top. It's in my a, top ten, which again, yeah, wow. as, as you know, like it's a 
Yeah, it's up, it's up there. So I've given it an 8.5 to 9, Ooh. probably le- leaning towards the 9. Yeah. Yeah. But just because of those little problems that I yeah. just uh, have to sit back and be like, oh, you had me every so single close. step of the so way. Close. But then every time I watch it, I think about, I just think about them and I'm like, yeah. nah, that's lingering in the back of my brain. So yeah. Geordie, out of five, what would you rate this movie? So I'm going to go with a 3.5. 3.5, so okay. It's a general great. average, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really liked Ripley, but, you know, horror and that kind of thing, sci-fi, not really my jam. Okay. Love the action, but I think, yeah, Aliens, just it's a bit, bit far-fetched for me. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Yep. Well, I'm not going to ask you, Josh, if you'd watch a sequel because I know the answer. Geordie, would you watch another one, even though we have sort of discussed the problems with them? I don't think I would. So there was obviously was Aliens 3 and Aliens Resurrection. Uh, Are they two-hour movies? No, I don't. Alien Resurrection wouldn't be because that was 97. I reckon that would be a bit shorter. Alien 3, Alien 3 changes depending on what version of the film you watch. Because <laughs> um, when we also had the prequels as well. You've got Prometheus. Oh, God. And Alien Covenant. Alien Covenant. And then you've got the... To make things more confusing, you got the Alien versus Predator movies because oh, of the Predator yeah. franchise and the Alien franchise Handy. are in the same well, they, universe. They, before they did the movies for these, there, there, was, the comic there was a comic book series where it was Alien versus Predator. It was very, very, very successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was video games based off that comic book run and all this sort of stuff. And they went, let's make a movie out of it. Yeah. But they made the first movie PG. Uh, which was which if you're making an movie. Alien movie and a Predator movie, both which are you know, in the States hard R movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Making them a PG, family-friendly, not really violent movie, um, very hard to do. Yeah. So the first one got panned because, and look, it's it's not, if you go in there just looking for an action movie, it's not terrible. I, popcorn movie I watched standards. it and like was just like, yeah, this is it's, possible. Yeah, I haven't watched Requiem, which is the second one yet. That's, that had a, an R rating and that's a lot more true to the, to the characters, okay. like characters of aliens, I guess. But at the same time, it took some very questionable okay. choices. Yeah. I have, which I've I stayed think away you'd find from that one. So there's a there's a whole world out there of these movies and mythos. And now there's a, a new series that's being developed as well and a new movie, which are both being developed in different parts of the timeline. Oh. Apparently the new movie will be set in between Alien and Aliens, I think. That's interesting. Uh, and the TV show will be set back between Alien Covenant and Alien. Good so Lord. there's, yeah... Heaps Again, more expansion to these timelines and it's and a franchise, confusing so. timeline. I can tell you it that is, much. and that's <laughs> that's one of the problems with these movies. I think they got as James Cameron movies tend to do. They got a little bit convoluted, as we've seen it with Avatar as well, and they, they get a bit much. And <laughs> the self Terminators, the, the self important, yeah, Terminators, another franchise of his that sort of lost the, lost the wheels as well. So yeah, so it'd be nice to see it get back on track, but I don't think it's going. I to mean, it somehow. how many is that? One, two, three, four, five, five six, six, seven, seven eight. Eight movies Almost in at 10 this point. if you include Alien vs. Predators as well. So that's, it's, Same yeah. Same as the Fast and Furious. Well, so. well it's <laughs> not wrong. If they can get Jason Momoa in the <laughs> next movie hey. and just be as batshit crazy as he was in Fast X. I was going to go the other way and say, do we just put one of these xenomorphs into a car for Fast 11? Hey. No, because yeah. we, people want the Transformers they ca- to be in they the ca- Fast They came back from space with... Taj <laughs> and Roman when they're in space in Fast 9. Xenomorph go. piggybacks in. Jesus that's how it happens. Christ. There we go. I'm writing. If that happens in Fast 11, I'll tell you what I want writing credits because yeah. it probably will. <laughs> Trademark it right now. Call it right now. I know you just said Transformers crossover. Yeah. Transformers about to cross over with another big franchise. 
I can't oh. go. I can't go into spoilers just yet. But I it's, think I've heard. About it's a this. part of uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beast, which has just come out not long ago. Actually, I probably can because by the time this episode airs, that movie will have been out and probably finished at the cinemas. So the end of Transformers: Rise of the Beasts ends with the main human character being offered a new job at a security firm, mm-hmm. and it's a bit of backwards and forwards, and they hand him a business card, and it says GI Joe. So they're planning on crossing ah. over Transformers and GI Joe. How they going to do that? Toy worlds. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, but that sounds so interesting. Be, yeah, so it'll be very interesting how that plays out. Anyway, we've gotten off traffic, traffic, off traffic, <laughs> traffic, <laughs> off traffic, <laughs> off topic Are here. You good day, yeah. No, I'm. Um, I'm just have more of that Red Bull in front of you. <laughs> I need it. We're going to wrap it up there. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of It's About Time You Watch This. It's game over, man. Game over. You've been listening to It's About Time You Watch This, a creative podcast.